It's June 23rd. We're reading through the Bible. Our Old Testament reading that you're going to get into today is the end of Esther, chapters 7 through 10. We break into the story when Esther is interceding for the Jews to the king, uh, Xerxes I, as he's known in history, and he is going to grant that request, of course, not by nullifying the law, which can't be done in the Medo-Persians, but by counteracting it. Uh, and he does that here in these two chapters by allowing the Jews to defend themselves. Of course, uh, Haman is uh, pointed out as the bad guy and he pays with his life. So uh, justice is served on Haman. And we have a great celebration in chapter 10 that breaks out and becomes the tradition of the Jews. It's not a divinely instituted festival or feast, but it is one that was celebrated and is still celebrated today in Jewish uh, communities because of the deliverance of Israel from uh, the Persians, in this case, Haman, who was trying to wipe them out. Uh, Purim, by the way, means um, it's the Persian word for lots the way that they decided and divine things. We saw a little bit about that and God's use of them in the Bible uh, as we looked at Acts in Acts chapter 1. So Purim, uh, much like Hanukkah, that intertestamental celebration, was not mandated by God, but was uh, instituted by the people celebrating God's great deliverance. Antiochus in the inter intertestamental period, uh, taking the um, Temple Mount and the Maccabeus family, uh, getting it back, these warriors that uh, work so hard to fight to recapture uh, Jerusalem and the Temple Mount, uh, they celebrate Hanukkah in celebration of that, in in, in remembrance of that, in, in commemoration of that. And here they're celebrating Purim as a reminder of how God delivered them from the evil hand of Haman. So um, that's, well, we got one more chapter, I guess, chapter 10, very short, which speaks of the um, promotion of Mordecai in the kingdom. So we got the queen now, Esther, and Mordecai is cousin. Uh, Mordecai is the number two in the Persian, Medo-Persian empire, and Esther's the queen. I mean, this ends well. Obviously, it's a great story for the Jewish people who celebrate them both and celebrate in chapter 10. Mordecai, who is a man who speaks peace and does well and is a man of wisdom. And so it ends on a great note. What a perfect story of deliverance of God's sovereign hand upon his people to save them. Our New Testament reading is in Acts chapter 6, where the Hellenistic uh, widows are complaining that they're not being served. Uh, and unfortunately, the community, as they were sharing and meeting needs, as we saw in chapter 5, uh, you had these non-Aramaic-speaking uh, widows, and there was a division here that just naturally occurred, and they felt left out. They complained to the apostles. The apostles said, we will get some servants in place. Uh, some ministers, if we want to be uh, translating that word deacon, uh, that would be the word. They ministered by waiting on tables. That was a very practical means of uh, taking care of, of issues. You can picture the potlucks and serving and I mean, like facilities or program uh, uh, leading programs or putting events together. Uh, this was important, so important in the church that there was a set of requirements that were needed in their lives to make that happen. And so we get this uh, prototype of the deacons that gets developed in the book of uh, Titus and First Timothy that explain that there should be this class of leaders in the church that are great models of service for the church. So uh, that's our New Testament reading, uh, Acts chapter 6. Our community imperative that I want to emphasize today comes from Ephesians chapter 6, as we're still in Ephesians 6, verse 21, where he says, so that you also may know how I am and what I'm doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. So Tychicus is this uh, messenger going back and forth to communicate the welfare and the well-being of Paul. And so they're keeping each other informed. 
You know, this is more important than we might think, and we must do this and must do it more often. So I put it this way, our community imperative, our community command today is to check in with each other more often. There's kind of the simple way to put it. You need to check in with people more often, and uh, maybe right now, and when you're done with your Bible reading, to send a text. How are you? Tell me how you're really doing. Uh, beyond the platitudes and the mere greetings and salutations, we need to get to a place where we're asking each other how we're doing. That always prompts a lot of prayer and concern and help and encouragement. So uh, reach out today to some people and check in with them if you haven't checked in with them recently. And uh, make sure the body of Christ is, uh, we've got a great network of people that are informing each other as to how we're doing. That's the biblical example in the community here. And we want to follow that example today after we're done reading our Bible for the day. So tomorrow we'll be back continuing our reading through the scriptures. 